and, and then they saw me in a bra, and that was exactly. it. Okay, from the UK, and you're listening to Single Podcast Theory with the motherfucking Bradlingtons. And that, my friends, is a true story. And this one's for you, Brad B. What's up, Pearl Jam nerds? <laughs> this is Brad Blazek. And I'm Brad Lyons. I fucked it up, fucked it up already. Did uh, I fuck it up? No, I think this is great. Okay. You're listening to Single Podcast Theory. <laughs> I'm Brad Blazek. <laughs> and again, I'm Brad Lyons. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Yeah, man. Um, so I'll just say, if you don't know what we do or what we are, if it's like your first time listening... We're an all Pearl Jam podcast. Uh, we talk about any and all things related to Pearl Jam, the greatest band ever. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'll stand by that. Hey, what's up, man? How are you doing? Oh, and we're sorry we're late this week. Yeah. I was out of town. Yeah. But I'm back. I got back today. Well, yeah, was it today? I'm so messed up in my head. <laughs> you don't even know. Because it doesn't sound like a lot. And usually, like, when I used to tour and stuff, time zones weren't that hard to handle because you're kind of, like, slowly moving across the country. And so yeah. it happens a little bit more naturally. But it's only two hours difference. Um, but, man, it fucked me up. And then, <laughs> like, uh, that meant the day – and I did some poor planning as well. So I – the wedding was Saturday night in Flagstaff, Arizona. And instead of booking my hotel room for that night of the trip in Phoenix, because I'm flying out of Phoenix the next morning, and there's like a two to three hour drive there, I booked my hotel for Flagstaff and an early flight. Well, in this situation, it was early because it was like 930 in the morning. So I didn't get home from the wedding and the after party stuff until like 130 or two in the morning and then had to leave the hotel to drive to Phoenix at four in the morning. And then didn't get home because my flights got delayed till like nine o'clock at night, I think, or something. So I was just like hmm? shredded. Yeah, it sucked. But that's why you know we're a little bit late. So my apologies. What's been going on well, with you, dude? I was just—it's been crazy busy at work. So so maybe it kind of is a little fortuitous. It, it probably would have been. Yeah, it probably we probably would have been late anyway. Yeah. But yeah, 10, 10, 12 hour days all week. Yeah, man. That time of year. We're back. It's fucking hot. Well, that was the nice thing because Flagstaff. <clears throat> if you have, heat. if you, well, <laughs> if you don't know Arizona, then you don't know that while Flagstaff is only, you know, a hundred and like forty miles or something like that from Phoenix, which is just like the the pits of hell. Um, Flagstaff, like I had to have a jacket every night. It was awesome. Really. Yeah, because it's like 8,000-foot elevation. You're kind of going up in the, the hills or mountains. Yeah. 
And uh, so when it's like 110 degrees in Phoenix, it's like 80 degrees in Flagstaff. So that was that was nice. A little jacket weather in the summertime. Good talk. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I thought uh, I thought you were kind of taking the lead on this this episode. Oh, are you still doing just that? Kind of, just kind of waiting. <laughs> Let's see you do a break first. Just, oh, just, oh, you meant like the whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, come on, man. Um. All right. Hey, so. you say I'm always interrupting you, so I'm just saying, hey, oh, man. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you, you just take it, man. You just take the reins. I, look, I don't ever say that. Let Brad Blazik take the wheel, just like oh Jesus. Oh, my God. Is this like you're you're testing me? Like, I'll show that motherfucker. Not at all. He wants Not to, at okay. all. <laughs> I just kind of realized like a month or so ago, and it's taken me this long for us to have the conversation. I was like, man, I don't know why I'm the one, you know, kind of opening every episode. Like, there's two of us here. Um, oh, you set that rule down before we even started this thing. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't set any fucking rules. <laughs> oh, my God. You were the the professional radio person, mm-hmm. and I was just the nobody. Yep. So you were going to lead the show, and I was yeah. going to jump in at the right time. Oh, yeah. That's so, exactly that's, my vision for the That's, that's exactly that's, what, that's, that's what how you presented it to me. That is not true. That's exactly true. what you told me. That is not true. <laughs> You're like, dude, uh, listen, I know we don't know each other, but this is how it's going to be. I'm the professional, and you're just, you know, uh, you're like my employee. Yeah. So that's how it's going to be. Now, I pass I work, this. I work in radio. You're like a mm-hmm. civilian. I, I pass this judgment on to our lovely <laughs> listeners. Does that at all sound like anything Brad L. would say? We'll, we appreciate your emails about this matter. It is singlepodcasttheory mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Boom. You see how I even put our contact in, info yeah, in there? that was good. Yeah. Ooh, see, on the fly, you're dude. Fucking, you're a natural, dude. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's move on. All right. So, <laughs> come on, man. I, yeah, I can't. I'm glad that you run things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Because I agree. You do know what you're doing. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, so first of all, let's take a step back and say a big thank you um, to Mark Kilminster, our friend from, uh, oh, God, I forgot to write it down. I mean, I know he's he's... British, yes. from, Motor- from Motorhead? Yeah, exactly. It's uh, Lemmy's cousin. Um, for the uh, lovely <laughs> dissident yeah, I love that. intro today. So thank you so much for sending that in, dude. Um, and we still, we always need intros. We've got a couple in the bank, but any of you guys want to send some stuff, uh, we welcome it. So thanks to Mark and all the people that have taken the time out to send us some intros. I um, think my mom is going to do one. Yeah, dude. I still I keep forgetting to get Aiden in here to do one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So this episode is going to be a little bit different today. We're kind of scrapping our normal um, order uh, for the show. 
and there's not necessarily like one specific topic. Uh, you know, I guess we both kind of felt like um, Brad Brad B was the one nailing down uh, topic ideas for this week, and he had the brilliant um, idea of you know we don't have to follow our own rules and have one kind of topic. So we're going to cover a few things. We're going to do the emails like we always do. Um, but some of them were specifically about these shows that have been going on the last few days in Europe. So we're going to talk a lot about that. Obviously, our friends Janan and Kate were two of those people that got to go see. Uh, did they see both Amsterdam shows or one? No, just night one. Okay, cool. Uh, so we're going to talk through some of that, and we're going to switch up Pearl Jam story time. Um, that's going to—that's good. We're going to reserve that for our good friend Kate Cotton because of the timeliness of her email. She kind of did a nice little, uh, nice breakdown of the experience of the Amsterdam show. So uh, we're going to talk about some interesting stuff that was sent to us by one of our listeners about the Temple of the Dog uh, video, and the, well, there's two versions, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a the director. Inter- interview. Yeah, the interview with the director of of both of those videos um, from when the re-release was was being put out. They interviewed him, and it's pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. So we're just gonna kind of talk through some stuff. I hope you guys. This are cool is what did I what did I call it? Brad and Brad, a B and B experience, just talking Pearl Jam. Yeah. Yeah. I just figured I figured there's a lot going on this week with the band. Mm-hmm. And like news, I guess you want to call it, or you know, they did these three shows uh, in Amsterdam. I don't know, is Netherlands is that considered Amsterdam? I guess it is, right? Yeah. Good eye, mates. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, but I just figured like we could we could talk about like one show, but then I'm like, well, then they did night two, and then Pink Pop. There was some interesting stuff. So why don't we just talk about all of it? These, yeah, yeah, this like this moment in time. So, and I, I mean, are we going to talk about London or no? Uh, we can, yeah, yeah. They've posted the set list. FM has posted the set list. I checked that just a yes. minute ago. So, yeah, because for all you guys listening, that show just wrapped up at the time yeah. of us recording, like an hour right. or so ago. So it's fresh, but um, we'll continue to talk about. Obviously, we're going to talk about all the European dates and, and to some extent. But, um, well, you want to go yeah, ahead and we'll just get... kind of jump into the emails? Or did you have any more setup um, for us? No. <laughs> I think you did a great job. No, thank you. you do best. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, message received, Brad Lyons. <laughs> I'm not trying to send a message, dude. <laughs> oh, man, no good deed. <clears throat> I'll tell you what, man. Oh, we need to go to therapy together for PTL. our friendship. What is it? D- DTR? DTR, yeah, and you learn something yeah. new. You didn't know that yeah, that means that... to define the relationship. Yes, are we doing that right? DTR, now? DTR, that I mean, I have, I mean that, I mean that's my that's an old, yeah, I mean that's very 1990s. I feel like the term like, DTR. I'm okay, you're okay. Are we okay? We're okay. Are we okay, we're, buddy? We're good, bud. Um, all right, well, let's get into these emails, dude. Haters gonna hate. <laughs> Brad, you're so hip. <laughs> I am a hipster. I'm wearing my um, hipster cat shirt. Are you really? Yeah. Aiden, one of Aiden's favorite shirts is his taco cat shirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a cat on a surfboard riding a fucking tasty, tasty wave. 
Mm. I, I, you know what I he's love? Got a, go ahead. He's got a what? He's got a mustache and like a hipster beard. Mm. And uh, Amanda hates it. Oh, really? I mean, yeah. it sounds like, god-awful, but... She's... <laughs> I posted on uh, Instagram, on my personal Instagram. So if you want to check that out. Okay. Um, Just the shirt or are like, you in the shirt? I'm wearing the shirt, but mm-hmm. you can't really see, you know, all of this. I kind of framed it where it's pretty much just the shirt. Wait, what was the, the all of this? Because I can't see you, so I'm assuming there's some sort of hand gesture that just happened. Right, there was. Okay. I did like okay. a from, from oh, my here forehead down. Oh, are you looking at oh, it? Oh, I'm looking at it. <laughs> Oh, I'm looking at. I'm printing this out and hanging it above my bed. She was, yeah. She's like, uh, you don't even like cats. I'm like, I, I, you're right, but I just like that image. That's one badass cat right there. Yeah, he's really he got really good upright posture. Right. Which I mean, you got to have if you're gonna surf, you know. Mm-hmm. A, a cat's gonna surf, and <clears throat> they gotta have. Well, a her other together. thing in the reality of the picture that bothers her is that cats don't go in the water. No, they don't. So, but my my counter to that is they he's not in the water, he's on top of the water surfing. Mm. He's amongst the waves, if you will. <laughs> yes, dude. Thank you. You put it down, and I picked is, it up. I'm I, just saying. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Okay, moving on. Yes, let's get into some Pearl Jam emails. Emails. Um, wait, who's first here? You are. I think I am. Yeah, man. Carlos? Yeah, dude. All right. Let's do it. Carlos writes in and says, Hi, guys. <clears throat> Just listen to the... Uh, oh, how do I say it? Imagine? In- oh, I don't know because I'm not Italian. <laughs> and I don't care about other cultures. I, I only speak English. <laughs> I just listened to the Imagine in Cornish episode. You guys, uh, you guys were great as always. And as a Harry Potter fan, I especially enjoyed the part where it's revealed that Brad Blazik, apart from being the elderly woman behind the counter, is also the boy who lived. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was I really was waiting for this episode because I love this film so much. The performance of Comeback in, in that square in Pistoia is one of the most beautiful things I've seen in a concert film. Every time I watch that, I feel like I'm there. It's so magical. We have to give Danny Clinch a lot of credit for his photography. This movie and Let's Play 2 are great examples of how good he is. Anyway, the main reason I wrote this is uh, wrote this email is that, as you may know from previous emails, I'm a big avocado fan, and I'm totally okay with people that don't love the album that much. For example, you guys have said several times that you don't like this album as much as others, and I totally respect that. However, even though I'm not that good at mathematics, I have a very simple math theory to prove you guys that you actually love this album. Here I go. We've been getting a lot of math mathematician mm-hmm. emails lately. Uh, yeah. Nerd alert. Uh, <laughs> Avocado has 13 songs if you count Wasted Reprise. You both said that you really love or like all the songs from Avocado in this movie. However, uh, I'm sorry, this album features five songs from that album. However, Brad Blazik has said several times that one of his favorite Pearl Jam songs is Parachutes. Brad Lyons has said several times that one of his favorite songs is Army Reserve. 
In the storytellers, bleh, storytellers episode, I seem to recall you both said you like Gone. So if you sum all that, we have a total of eight songs that you yeah, that either one of you both like or love. We also have five songs that I don't know if you like or not. Marker in the Sand, um, Unemployable, Inside Job, Big Wave, and Wasted Reprise. My point is that in an album of 13 songs that you really like eight of them. You must really hate the other five if you said you don't like that album that much. That for me is like Lions would say... A head scratcher. <laughs> anyway, I can't wait for the avocado episode. Uh, by the way, John, as John Farrar said to you in, in his email from the last episode, he and I have been in touch, and I'm really grateful to him for all the stuff he is sending, and to you guys for making this happen. Well, that's all for now. Love you guys. Carlos, the Cuban dissident. Yeah, dude. I didn't catch yeah. that. He no. gave himself a little moniker there. <laughs> yeah, I the like Cuban it. The Cuban dissident. The Cuban dissident. That's that a good is one. super badass. Um, yeah, dude. Avocado. Uh, I don't know. Here's what do you think? Uh, no, I mean, I love the way his breakdown, and in some ways, he's right. But I think the problem is is that when you really get down to looking at it as a collection of songs that works together right so you're looking at like run like because we made comments before and other listeners have too about other albums saying like well i just feel like i might have liked this like we did the binaural thing where you posted the playlist of the quote-unquote like original uh running order right isn't that what yeah. that playlist was? Like, yeah. including the songs that didn't make it on the record and everything? Right, right. Um, because that has a huge impact on how you experience a record. But I also think that, like, it to make it real simple, we've said this too a million times. We, like, if Avocado was my least favorite Pearl Jam record, I still really like that record. Yeah, <laughs> You know? Yeah. It's just that when yeah. I have to put that up against the other nine... It's going right. to fall somewhere in the bottom. Yeah. It's yeah. not like, oh, God, why did they make this record? Like, Right. It's not a standard. Shit, man. I mean, uh, it's a huge feat for a, a band to put out a record that has five great songs out of ten. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I don't know. So that's what it is for me. It's just that when you compare it to other Pearl Jam records, it has to kind of fall toward the bottom. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I probably talked about this before, but Big Wave, mm-hmm. like, I like that song, but I wish it was longer because it seems like, I just, I specifically remember hearing that song for the first time and being like, oh, this is, this song is, this sounds awesome. And I'm like, I'm so ready for a blistering Mike McCready solo. Right. And then it doesn't happen. Sure. Like, the song just fades out. Where there should be this like killer solo. Uh, did, is this a song that they play live a lot? I don't think so. Okay, I was just curious, is like if maybe they did some kind of jam thing at the end live, but man, yeah, I hear awesome. you though. Well, thanks, Carlos. Appreciate the email, man. I'm glad uh, you're getting some hookups from people like John. Yeah, very cool. Thank you, John. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, next, I just got a short. Uh, YouTube comment from our friend Gecko, Gecko Cujo. Uh, he says, "I felt that 
uh, and this is referring to our Mirrorball, Merkin Ball episode. He says, I felt that I Got Ed and Long Road marked a bit of a high point in Ed's lyrics, and I can't help but think that Neil Young had a big influence on that uh, area or that era. Great episode as always. Thanks, Gecko. Um, I agree. Those yeah. two songs lyrically are kind of represent like what I love about his lyrics. But that's just me. No, I feel the same way. I I, I love those two songs so I much. Just, man, I remember when that single came out. Just thinking, like, I remember thinking, like, they were talking about that it was going to come out, and I was like, well, I'm sure there. It can't be as good as. 10 in verses it's not gonna be as good as anything on those first three albums and then i heard those two songs and i just was like how do they how do they keep doing this like how do these songs affect me this much like how do they continuously keep doing this i agree man i don't know if you've ever thought about this i was going to ask you about this like because i know being on the side of making records that I've always been on, um, you know, not only as a a listener of records, just as like a fan or whatever, but also because of what I do. Um, I've just because what shocks me is, you know, take Lost Dogs. Like these are all throwaways for the most part from records, uh, or a lot of them are, uh, and they're uh, they're badass songs. Like usually when some a band or Especially, it drives me crazy if if someone's died, and then suddenly, like all the like vault tapes mm-hmm. come out, and it's like, yeah, and it sucks a lot of the time. Not all the time, but a lot of the time it yeah. sucks, and it's like, don't do that because there's a reason those things didn't get released, right? And now yeah. this person's dead, and they're gonna cash in on it. That's one part of it, but the other part of it is just like, it wasn't released for a reason. But in a, with a band like Pearl Jam. It just almost seems like they they take all the songs from a session for a record and they say, okay, we're actually going to put our (laughs) two or three least favorite on the record so that over the next cycle until the next record, we have three badass fucking songs that are going to get released, whether they're through the fan club or in conjunction with something, you know what I'm saying? Like they kind of mm-hmm. like save them. Right. And I think that's fucking brilliant. I doubt that's how they decide it, but th- that's how all the B sides are such fucking, I mean, they're just as much part of the canon of Pearl Jam as the stuff that's on a record, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Thanks gecko. Moving on. Yeah. Thanks man. Uh, Martin. Yeah. He says, the B&B experience. Hey, guys, recently started listening. Been about a month now. I love the breakdown of the episodes and the way the Brad personalities and... Uh, and mm, Oh, okay. I love the way that our personalities and the totally different backgrounds of each other intermix. Uh, the difference between... <laughs> this is the greatest line. <laughs> I love it so the much. The difference between Lion's technical knowledge and Blaze's all caps, complete lack thereof, <laughs> and your patient conflict over it is inspiring. Yeah, man. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I have <laughs> I have no technical knowledge. Um, I t- um, 
I was, what did I, I was reading something, this dude in a band was talking about his drums, and I was like, oh man, the last show I saw you at, your your snare drum, it sounded so deep and tight. <laughs> <laughs> like, those are technical terms, of course. Oh yeah. Uh, all right, so he goes on, I've never been to a Pearl Jam show, but it's something it's certainly something I need to do after hearing so many so many of your tour stories. I live in Amarillo, Texas, where few where few enough major bands come within a few uh, uh, four hour radius. So it means embarking on an epic experience, which for a band I've listened to since early childhood, but only been a big fan sporadically. I only really liked Ten until about 2011, when my buddy Joe Fahey discovered the band through through the XM Radio channel and became the biggest fan I've ever known. Uh, the dude again, we've talked about this before, but this this guy is a pretty new fan which is cool yeah hell yeah uh anyway guys i'd like to write responses to episode episodes once i get truly caught up but i gotta say i appreciate the time you've put in thus far i started with the album episodes then have been working through the others and love seeing the changes and growth in your friendships and your connections with the audience and you just put in parentheses and all caps bagel <laughs> yeah bud so shout out shout out to bagel from from marty have a good one gentlemen marty thanks for writing in yeah. marty yeah dude appreciate that let's kick ass our our budding friendship hell yeah it's, it's, i love it everyone's getting to experience it uh, it's, it's so funny cool. i can't remember because i don't remember because we sit in here and kind of catch up uh for yeah, like a before. good 30 minutes that gets right. recorded yeah before yeah. we even like officially start the episode and I don't remember if it was on an episode or not, but just that moment, it was just a few episodes ago where I realized that we don't, we are not afraid to say things to each other now. Right. Yeah. Right. Which I love. Yeah. Now it's uh, just like, like, fuck you, fuck you, Brad B. How can you not like dissident? As for, yeah. And at first it, it, I bet if we went back and listened, it'd be really funny where you say something like that. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, right. that's, that's yeah. foul. Mm-hmm. And inside I'm like, mm-hmm. what the mm-hmm. fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. But now, now you'll let it fly. Oh yeah. And so will you don't act like yeah, I'm the only definitely. one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, we got Karen next. Karen. <laughs> yeah. So this is um, this is when. Uh, well, first of all, she says uh, I loved seeing the photos of Janon and Kate at the Amsterdam shows. Wow, the power of pods bringing people together. W- which I can't tell you. Like I know you were talking to Janon. Well, there was a bunch of inst- private messaging on social media is going yeah. on stuff like that. But like just watching all that go down made me so fucking happy and we'll talk more about that later in the episode but um i guess i did get the name right last time when we read karen's email Mm -hmm. thigerson and she says i gotta get this off my chest (laughs) i'm gonna read it the dumb american way first Mm -hmm. uh imagining cornice cornice is italian for picture in a frame which i knew that uh i did not look up the pronunciation though and it's uh imagine in Corniche, which I'm still I fucking butchered it, and she did like this whole hooked on phonics thing, right? To like spell yeah, it she, out for me, but mm-hmm. um, e ma g ne, in Corniche. Yep, oh, that's how they say it, right? Yeah, corniche. they say it that slow too. It's a very <laughs> yeah, uh, right. That, that, Corniche. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, oh God, what's the, what's the line from Inglorious Bastards? 
Um, oh, oh, the one line? It's Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie, that but word, I haven't seen that movie in years. I, uh, I probably Gor- Gorlami. Gorlami. Mm. Brad Pitt and the other dude are supposed to be Italian. Oh, and that's right. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> he's, asking, he's asking him to repeat his name because he knows for real that they're not Italian. Yeah. But the dude keeps saying, like, Gorlami. <laughs> God, I would be so, so fucked if I got in one of those situations. I would yeah. just, like, put oh, my yeah. hands up and be like, I don't know. <laughs> Dumb American. I just let you, I mean, based on you reading that pronunciation, it sounds like you've mm-hmm. got the uh, Italian patois <laughs> down pat. I do. Yeah, I've got the knack for yeah, you do. wrong languages. Okay, he sa- uh, she says, uh, lastly, I cannot figure out figure out what you could not possibly love about <laughs> avocado. Man, I'm telling so you, dude, three re- coffees rewind, and no food today. Yeah. Whew, that's my rewind fault. Rewind like 10 minutes and we'll tell you what we didn't like about it. Oh, that's true. We've kind of addressed that. Um, <laughs> she's, uh, she says, admittedly, I haven't listened to it top to bottom in a while. Oh, that I almost didn't see the in a while. In a while. I was like, well, then what are you writing about if you haven't listened to it top to bottom? Um, <laughs> she says, but after hearing you guys say you didn't really love big chunks of it, I looked back at the track list to see if I could figure out which songs you didn't like. I'm stumped. All these songs are great. I'm going to have to give it another top to bottom listen soon. Uh, by the way, my understanding is that Comeback, an awesome heart-wrenching song, was written uh, for Johnny Ramone. I love how everyone is latching onto the nacho cheese enigma thing. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's because it's fucking brilliant. That's why. Yeah, it is I never good. would have thought of that. Uh, <laughs> continually, uh, great work, guys. Keeping it real. Okay. Yep. That's what. Go ahead. Let's just end it there. Oh, okay. I'll end it there. I'm gonna, the oh, next part. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. Mm, I see what's gonna like happen that? here. Keep listening, Karen. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yes, thank you so much, Karen. <laughs> Wait, yeah, keep talking. Keep talking? Mm-hmm. About what? <laughs> the, whatever, the show, Karen. Am I stalling for you? Yes. Are you doing something? Mm-hmm. Oh, you are. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about Canada lately. Um, and, I mean, first of all, I don't know what this means, but I don't think we had any mail from Canada this week, uh, which is usually we have, I mean, we through some periods where we have lots of mail from Canada, don't you think? I'm sorry, you're doing something. I shouldn't be talking to you right now. Um, yes. Yes. Okay, cool. We need to we need to do something to pick up our game in uh Did we not? I thought we did, because I, oh, you know what? No, you're right. We got um, a message on the porch from someone in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought you said you had something to do. I'm I'm back. I'm <laughs> Just <good>. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, then, uh, the work that you were just doing that I have no idea what's going on right now, is that uh-huh. something for right now or that for later? Should we move on? Later. Okay, yes, cool. Later. Let's, why don't we move on? Okay. Who you got next? Are we? Good? Do you want to get into uh, the Temple of the Dog video? Uh, the, the, we uh, we can. I thought that's. I, th- yeah. I think that's what we had next. Okay, uh, cool. Christy Christy Borman had wrote in. Uh, she said, "Hey, Brad's about a month or so ago, I sent you guys a link to an alternate hunger strike video. Um, Temple of the Dog's Twitter account just posted a link to this article. Explain it explains how the two versions came to be. I thought it was interesting, and so obviously she sent a link 
to an interview from Stereo Stereo Gum, mm-hmm. um, where they interviewed. Um, oh, what was his name? I should have wrote it down. Wait, hold on. I got it right here. Paul Rackman. Paul Rackman, who directed the Hunger Strike video. Yep. Yeah. And uh, did you read it? Did you read Most this article? Most of it, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting um, what he has to say about... Um, I mean, we don't have to go into the whole thing. But basically, like, um, this dude, Paul, was a director mostly of like punk rock music yeah but like all the dudes in temple liked him so they wanted him to do it but you know well i thought it was cool that in in um those terms like i thought it was cool that he did the man in the box alice in chains video right that's pretty badass yeah um you know but in those days like everything was was glam and you know hair bands right so there was not a lot of money put into making the video the temple video yeah okay cool yeah i mean what's so funny <laughs> nothing nothing god we are so not vibing today i know what's what's, what's going, going on, on? Mm. man i mean DTR, dude huh DTR. yeah maybe we need to have an offline we dtr a, do we do we need to pause here i don't know oh, something's going on it's you know what it is hmm. we're because this is like a different kind of episode. Oh, is that what it is? We're, we're throwing, throwing, off. throwing us off. Yeah, there's we didn't read a story yet, and we we don't this this uh, right here what we're doing with this uh, interview link is like kind of a weird thing thrown into the mix. Yeah, I mean, I th- well, well, we've probably been on for about oh, what twenty minutes. Something like, yeah. Something yeah, I like feel that. like about 19 minutes and 45 seconds of it is pretty fucking weird so far. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just power through, dude. Let's. Mm, we can. What? We can do. No? I think. Okay. Let's just. I'm done. Well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm done. This will be the last like, episode. Forever. Yeah. Oh shit! Don't say that. <laughs> you no, don't think dude. that's funny, no. do you, Brad B? No. Yeah. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Um. Yeah, what else? let's get back to the topic here. Um, yes, Temple of the Dog video. Yeah, you got any more info on it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, God. Um, so they basically recorded like everything in one day, which is nuts. Yeah. Um, and there's kind of like two versions. I mean, they, they literally cut together two different versions of this and one is basically just we talked about th- we talked about this when she had when um uh sorry christy had sent this in before the other video mm-hmm. where it's all black and white and it's just eddie and chris like in a in a like a uh, i don't know if it's like a warehouse or like an abandoned school right but they like filmed all that stuff um because it started raining outside and then they went to the the park to film all the other stuff later in the day, but they got it all done in one day. And I guess the the kind of like synopsis of the black and white video was to be more. Um, it was supposed to be like more dark and artistic because uh, the subject matter was about Andy, right? You know, sure. Um, but then when it kind of when when Pearl Jam blew up, 
they they took the other footage and kind of geared it more towards it, it really is like a pearl jam video if you look at it that way right you know well especially so in hindsight now footage yeah yeah they just they cut it with a lot more pearl jam footage than the original version sure yeah, I mean, I, I I like both of those videos, but I thought it was cool him talking about uh, just some observations about uh, he said somewhere in the article that he hung out with Stone and Eddie for like lunch or something like that. And describing Eddie, he said he was like really quiet, kind of a shy dude and didn't talk a whole lot, except that when he did, uh, let's see if I have the quote here. Um, he was very on point, very specific, and very clear with what he liked and what he wanted. And Stone was just the nicest guy to talk to. Because um, I hear you hear that a lot about, or I've heard people with encounters, uh, they've had encounters with Eddie, and you know some people take that kind of personality as like, oh, you're being he's he's just a weird eccentric dick, and then some realize that like. No, he just doesn't talk all the fucking time, <laughs> like most people do. Like he thinks right. about what he's gonna say before he says it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I thought that was a cool observation to hear. But yeah, man. You got anything else? Mm, no, just I mean, I, I I put it up. I put the link up on Facebook. Oh, cool. And you know, just you probably can search it out. Stereogum.com. Uh, Hunger Strike director Paul Rockman, Rackman, <clears throat> and I'm sure it'll come up. But it's 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 a really interesting read. Hell yeah! Well, thanks for posting that, man. You're just a machine, social media mas- machine. <laughs> I hate the shit, and you're just like, man, you're just like, I oh, own dude. It. I I hate it. You know what? I hate it when I'm at work because I I just don't have time to get on there, and then I feel bad because. I get notifications and, you know, I feel like I want to, I want to be social with our listeners, but yeah. on my days off, I, I try to hit it up pretty good. Yeah. You, you do cool hit it up pretty is, good. The cool thing about Facebook is you can schedule stuff to post. Oh, nice. So I can go in there and like schedule four. I can, I don't know how far out I can go, but I usually do like two. Oh, so it's all a sham. Yes. Okay. Yes. You just I'm have the AI posting. do it. That's cool. Right. I yeah. You're not doing anything. It's, it's I take it all back. <laughs> <laughs> I can sit and do I can post like two days worth of posts all within like twenty or thirty minutes. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Is that too much is that too much behind the curtain? No. I just don't <laughs> I don't it's been so long since I've used or been on or used Facebook that I don't I just remember that when I was on Facebook, it seemed like the whole format changed every six days or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, they haven't done that. They haven't done that in a while. Oh, that's cool. Really? I know what you're talking about, but they haven't done that in a while. Right on. Well, anyway, like yeah. I said, thanks for, you know, no. making that part of the show work. Um, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> all right. I got uh, – thank you, Christy, for that for that article. Um, I got some stuff from my friend Mike Gibson. Uh, he says, hey, AJ Bradlingtons, just checking in after a few weeks off. I'm literally packing for a three-week Europe trip. I'll be hitting every show from London to Berlin. I'm still surprised work and MasterCard gave me the permission to go. I wish I'd paid more <laughs> attention to who is going where. I'd love to have uh, met up 
for some moms. <laughs> for a second, I was I forgot about that. And I was like, uh, dude, this is not your own personal like Match.com over here. Your own grinder. Um, that's one of those things, right? Grinder. Match.com. Uh, I hmm? don't know what that is. I'm Back sure page. you know all about it. Yeah. Brad yeah, Lyons that. loves Grinder. <laughs> I do. I love all of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just, I'm going to stop there. All right. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll tell you about Grinder when we're done. <laughs> okay, cool. Because that is, a, that's <laughs> You an can awesome walk joke. me through it. That is a great Hold my joke. hand if you, if you will. You're going to love this. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'd love to have met up for some moms, in parentheses, beers before the shows. <laughs> um, anyway, a couple things for you. Neil Young as oh Canadian, there you go. There you go. We did Man. see. I knew we got one in there. Uh, as a Canadian, I feel like I should love him more than I do. Um, I know his music is brilliant. It's just that voice. He's such a household staple, though. I think we used to get seven-inch singles in boxes of Life cereal. Every house has about five Neil records, and no one ever knew where, how, when they were bought. The funny thing is. All my favorite Pearl, uh, all my favorite bands cover the living daylights out of him. Pearl Jam, Dave Matthews, Radiohead, Pumpkins, Wilco, etc. Hell, even Bob Dylan covered "Old Man" once. He says in all caps, "Legend." Um, I, man, I'm, I kind of, I get what he's saying though. I mean, I understand. Here's what I will not stand for. Uh, I just, you know, someone being like, Neil Young sucks. Oh, Fuck yeah. you forever. That's not true. Um, now, if you say, I totally get why everyone loves him, blah, 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 blah. He's a super talented artist and songwriter and player or whatever. I just, you know, personal preference, I just can't get past his voice. Okay. That sounds valid to me. But uh, but then there's my category where it's just like, I totally get why people don't love his voice, but I love his voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like Bob Dylan in that way, I feel like. But... Um, let's see. And then in regards to the last episode, he says, I was lucky enough to be at that Italy run in 06. And wow, no effing words. Brad B was mentioning, uh, the Pistoia preset of throw your arms around me. He's absolutely right. Ed, Ed just felt like warming the crowd up before the band was even dressed. It's funny. It was around 7 p.m., still daylight, people having beers and dinner in the town square restaurants. And then we heard the notes of that iconic guitar. Uh, I just hit the wrong button on my phone. Oh, is it? No? Sound check? Speaker system? Holy shit. Literally, everyone at the same time got up, didn't finish their food, threw money in the general direction of the nearest (laughs) server, and ran like the wind. Worth every penny. That's all I got. See you later, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Man, thanks for repping. Shows. Thanks for repping Canada this week. Yeah, hey, hey, we got to get up to Canada sometime. I feel yeah, it should be our goal to start our world domination that you and I have talked so much about mm-hmm. offline. You know, mm-hmm. uh, in our, our our financial and planning meetings that we have. Um, right. Uh, I think that we need to just start our world domination local, if you will. You know, so right. just North America, Mexico, U.S., Canada. We've got to get all, you know, kind of own those three, those three countries, and then we can right. kind of s- spread out, you know, mm-hmm. start mm-hmm. taking over Asia, Europe, the whole deal. I think we can make it happen yeah. in a couple I, months yeah. if we stick to oh, it. Oh yeah, we yeah, we definitely. Maybe do some cross cultural things with North America. You know what I mean? Like, 
I don't know. What's uh, what's something that's like stereotypical, uh, like maybe Mexico? Oh, like a pi- pinata. I am not going there. We'll do like a, no, not in that way. <laughs> like you know, pinatas come from down south mm-hmm. way, right? But maybe we uh, mix that with uh, something Canadian, and we have like an event somewhere, and there will be maybe it'll be a Canadian pinata. You just right. hit it until poutine comes out. Right. <laughs> you, get, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, or, God. Uh, like, uh, what are those? What's those donuts? Tim Horton. Oh, Tim uh, Horton's, dude. Tim, Timbits? Wouldn't Timbits work out? Timbits? What's a Timbit? I think that's Is like that donut, donut holes. holes? That's, yeah, I think. Mm. I could be wrong. Let me know, Mike Gibson. Hortons, dude. Tim Hortons? Yeah. Oh, we got, I mean... We I've we have to have that. the event if when it's Canada that we have to have it at a Howard Johnson though. Is that those are the hotels up there? Yeah. Well, they used to be in America, but now it's just a Canadian thing, I think. Oh, okay. Um, God, why did I decide to just try and improv a riff on Canada and Mexico? <laughs> I don't know. Ugh. I. Mm, so, yeah, I mean that's let, the way it goes, though, man. You just gotta throw it out I, there, I and just, sometimes I it works, you, and sometimes yeah, it doesn't. I just let you go. I wasn't gonna. You're well, you could have that. jumped on board and helped me out. I, I did. Uh, Timbits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing you, like, your fa- your eyes get real big, and you put both your hands up in the air and go, Timbits. <laughs> You're right, Brad. <laughs> I just totally fucked that whole five minutes of the podcast. It's all my fault. Yeah, because the first 30 have been so uh, spot on. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, am I done? Can oh. you move? Is it your turn yet? Well, I just want to stay to with Mike for, for just a second. First of all, dude, what's AJ Bradlington's? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I good. didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to be the guy I, where you're like, dude, you're an <laughs> asshole. That means blah, 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 blah. I don't know what that means. Maybe it's just that we're both assholes. <laughs> <laughs> AJ. What does that mean? AJ, AJ Bradlington. AJ. Is that, is that some, that's probably American jerk off? Bradley? Yeah, American, you American jerks, jerk off. Bradlington's. I mean, maybe the Bradley, like AJ Bradlington is like a Canadian, like a rich guy in Canada. Mm, no. <laughs> or I like, mean, maybe. You yeah. know, it, it sounds like a like a warehouse, like a suit warehouse. Like, come on down to AJ Bradlington. You're right. You're gonna like. Which kind of like a Burlington you, Coat Factory kind of. Yes, vibe. exactly. Yeah. It's the Canadian Burlington Coat Factory. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I come got on nothing. down to AJ Bradlington's. Okay. We just got um, <laughs> just <laughs> um, dude. This dude went to that all those shows in Italy. Yeah, man. That's fucking. That, that's dude, you know what's crazy about that? Like, okay, it's awesome that he went. Mm-hmm. That's fucking cool enough that he was lucky enough to go to all those shows. But then the band just happens to fucking make. A documentary about those shows right that's like holy yeah. shit um but yeah as far as neil young goes like i'm i'm kind of like him like i i know his music's brilliant i have a lot of respect for him but his voice does kind of get to me i it's not like i hate him mm-hmm. and i've actually been listening to him a, a lot the last couple weeks because a couple people have told me um like listen to this listen to that like weld do you know what weld is that's his uh, live album oh yeah yeah 
Sorry, there's, there's actually a publication here in Birmingham called Weld, and I was like, oh. <laughs> my head almost exploded. I was like, right. wait, what? Okay, yeah, dude, yes. that's where I first yes. heard about him. Someone wrote up, did a write up on Neil Young in the Weld magazine, it, Birmingham's Weld magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah, real popular. But yeah, Weld is. I think, um, God, I hate this. My memory just is shit. But didn't he have like a live uh, movie come out, and this is the soundtrack to it, or something like that? Mm-hmm. But well, anyway, well, this Neil Young live album is really fucking good. And so you like and that? Yeah, I do like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I've been getting into it. Did and then someone else told me to listen to his album that came out around the time. It's I think it came out the same year as Mirrorball. Yeah, but it's like an, the Neil Young Crazy Horse album. Right. You know what I'm talking about? The name. I of can't it? remember the name if of I, it, but yeah, they were it, within I, I the same year or something like that. Yeah, but he, the, the emailer was like, it's similar to Mirrorball, and that that's pretty good too. I don't love it, but I'm I'm down I'm down with it. But yeah, his voice is the one thing that kind of keeps me from from loving it. But the other thing the other thing like that is rush the band rush is they're canadian and they are famous for having people hate them because of their vocalist and i'm a huge rush fan mm-hmm. no not this guy no sorry canada do you do you recognize how the talent talented yeah yeah of course Okay. I could just give All two right. shits about it and not in a way of like <laughs> uh rush is like so we've talked about like bands that I'm just not a fan of. I've tried to, you know what I mean? Like I want to be fans of certain bands or solo artists, Mm -hmm. but just, it just hasn't happened for me yet. And I've kind of given up on some of them. Uh, Rush is not in that category. (laughs) Rush is like, (laughs) I don't, I don't like them and I don't want to like them. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mm. I totally think they're talented. You know what I mean? Like they can play their asses off, whatever, but, um, yeah, I get it though. I I get, I totally get that people don't like them. That dude's voice, and I mean, you got to be a real fucking nerd to get into Rush. Mm-hmm. And I admit that. I mean, that's but, the thing. Like, even just take drummers. Like, I could give uh, a fuck about Neil Peart. I'd take if I had to listen to one drummer play by them. Well, this isn't true, actually. Have you ever listened to any of his solos? Yeah. And you don't, you can't get into it. I mean, I recognize the talent, absolutely. <laughs> but I don't, but you see, I don't really, but, I don't like that just... whole thing, though. Like, uh, uh, there's very few exceptions. And, and, like, Zeppelin would be a good example. Like, yeah, I want to hear John Bonham play a, a fucking drum solo in a show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the way Pearl Jam does it, like an even flow sometimes right. where, where Matt will take, like, but just see... a short 25 second kind of solo thing. Right. But all that, look at what I can do in my 50,000 fucking drums, oh, like this I, drummer mm. masturbatory ego. I just, I don't know. I, I totally get what you're saying, but I don't think Neil is doing that because his solos are not really just him showing off, but like he's mm-hmm. playing like a fucking song. Yeah, yeah no, like I, it's I agree with that just, too. Okay. But see, and here's where I'll separate those two things. Like with, with Rush, I just... Uh, well, here's the deal. I don't like solo instrumentalist kind of wholesale. I just not. Yeah. It's not that I don't think they're talented or whatever, but oh. like I just have no interest in it at all. I like did we songs? 
like with a band yeah. and whatever. Yeah, but. yeah. Oh, I'm I I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. The only exceptions would be like when I saw Van Halen. Like I couldn't wait to see Eddie do a solo. Sure. Do his like eight minute guitar solo. But yeah, ninety nine percent of the other bands I listen to, I'm good. Yeah, I don't need a solo. Yeah, totally. Not a, a separate five minute thing. Right. You know. Did we talk about Journey in the last couple of weeks? You know, they're on tour right now with Def Leppard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think we've did talked we, about it, but they fucking dude, the guitar player does two guitar solos for which band? Journey. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. And and the drummer does a solo. Like mm-hmm. that's three slots in their set list. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Two guitars and a piano solo. I'm pretty sure there's a piano solo. Like, what the fuck, man? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm with you. And, I, dude, I love Journey. Sure. So. Well, and their players are amazing. But, again, I just don't care for that stuff. But whatever. Oh. That's part of it for me. That's separate than not liking Rush. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Tangent number 42. Uh, yeah. Which... Um, <laughs> all in support of uh where where are we what are we doing next uh vanessa writes in hi brad b and brad l what's up pearl jam nerds greetings from milan italy my name is vanessa i bet she knows how to pronounce imagine and cornice mm-hmm. um my name is vanessa my surname would be difficult to pronounce do you want to tackle you oh, let this? me look at that okay Gilieri. That's yeah. going G- to be my... I'm thinking Julieri. You, you think it's a J sound? Yeah. It's a hard G? Mm-hmm. No, you think it's a hard G. Mm, Brad. Right? Mm. What do you mean? Isn't You said... Oh, good. yeah. I'm uh, Sorry. Uh, I was like, <laughs> what's your problem? Wait, I'm the idiot. <laughs> I meant like the J sound. Yes. No, I didn't say that. Mm. Um, my name is Vanessa Julieri. Right? LOL. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with your pronunciation. I like your pronunciation Thanks, better. Thanks, buddy. You, you win well, that I'm one. thinking of like Giuliani. Yeah, yeah, totally. Is, is spelled very similar to this. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Pearl Jam, though I'm more into Alice in Chains. First of all, I want to thank you for your podcast. It's a beautiful way to learn something more and new about Pearl Jam. And then the funniest line I think I've ever read, she says, it's also a good way to practice my level of English. I mean, if oh, you're practicing do not learn from English, us. yeah, please, oh, no. uh, please, <laughs> Vanessa, do not try to, to, to take lessons on English from us. We are idiots. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I usually listen to the episodes on your YouTube channel because it's easier and the automatic subtitles help me understand. Dude, oh, I didn't think about that. Th- is there automatic subtitles on our YouTube episodes? Like, I'm going to have to listen to that. Technology. Because... That's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. I am out there somewhere. I'm subtitled. Yeah, man. You're That's big shit, cool. Bradby. Yeah. I'm okay. So, like, if you're watching, like, these are the subtitles at the bottom of the screen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, you just did kind of like a, a meta thing there. All right. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Okay. You guys crack me up all the time. <laughs> I, I also appreciate you being honest. Though you're keen fans of the band, you can say whether you like or dislike a particular song or an album and why. So don't stop and keep on chatting on single podcast theory. 
I was at the Ziggo Dome in Amsterdam for the first of the two nights. What a show. The band sounded really tight and well rehearsed too. Ed's voice was in quality shape and sounded great all the way to the end. I noticed that on Alive and on Jeremy, Ed, Ed slightly changes the lyrics, singing Father instead of Daddy on Alive and Mother instead of Mommy uh, on Jeremy. Do you guys know why? Has he already done that before in the past? Just curious. Thank you. All the best. Ciao. Vanessa Giuliari. Ciao. Ciao. Yeah, man. Ciao, Bella. <laughs> He's throwing a little Jay-Z in there? That, I, don't um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, so the mommy-daddy thing, mother-father, mm-hmm. you, do, you, do you know anything about that? I just Are always you, assumed you, you that it's because that? he's like a 50-year-old man. It'd be a little creepy <laughs> if he still called his mom mommy. <laughs> yeah. Well, to, to like answer her question, yes, he, he has been doing that for years. Um, and I, I don't definitively know, but I'm thinking, Brad Lines, you are correct. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think there's any meaning behind it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Just him getting older. Probably, yeah. I mean, I was making a joke, but yeah, I mean. No, I'm serious. No, I, I think that's probably a lot to do with it. Yeah. Well, the, what? So he was what in his early mid twenties when he would have written those lyrics, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a little old for mommy and daddy too, but we'll let it. Pass. Yeah, but I think he was going for a like a theme. No, totally. When you know when he wrote it. Well, and you know but to sing it every night over and over. You, yeah. Yeah, and I think part of it too is like I think it was written that way, or I would I would think anyway to kind of like set a set a scene in a sense that that the character, the narrator of this song is is young. You know what I mean? It literally yeah. is talking yeah. about like mommy exactly. and daddy issues. You know what I mean? Right, right. But yeah, thanks Vanessa, appreciate it. All right, so here we go. Um, we're going to move on to our, you know, kind of European dates that have just, just happened section of the show. Um, and we're going to start with uh, this week's Pearl Jam story time. Good evening. This is uh, Storytellers. We are here to tell stories. We just have friends up here that are listening to stories. All right, and we haven't really talked about this, but um, our story from this week is from Kate Cotton. Uh, if you've listened to this show at all, she's uh, even if you've been going back through and catching up, she's been um, kind of one of the listener voices that pops up a lot, um, kind of since the beginning, really, right? I mean, she. She jumped onto the show. I don't remember exactly when, but it's oh, been I from kind of the beginning. You know, this I actually this is so weird. I have, um, I have a bunch of emails from when we first started that I printed out because now I just do everything on my phone. Mm-hmm. But hers is one of them, and it's like sticking out of my Pearl Jam twenty book. Oh, really? Yeah, on my desk here. But yeah, from nine twelve, September. Oh, 12, that's like 20... literally the beginning. I yeah, that's because I think be our, like... when our first show aired on like the fourth, it's like the fourth. Yeah. yeah. Wow, damn, Kate, I know. you are for mm-hmm. real an OG. Yeah. Um. 
All right, so in Janan must have been early, she was not, early on too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, rock on, rock on, dudes. <laughs> Catherine Cotton, that's how she signed Catherine. off. That's like, God, that's didn't like I accidentally just call her Katie one time and she was we, like, We both like, uh, were uh. riffing on, Hey, Kate, hey, Katie, hey, cat dog. Yeah. And she was like, People call me Kate. That's all she said. I was like, Oh, shit. I'm like, We got another Bradley here on our hands. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I'm never calling her anything else because I get it. Don't call me Bradley. I won't call you Katie. Don't call me Bradley. <laughs> God, that was such oh, a Oh, that wild. reminds me. Do you think that, uh, I hope, that when they come to Chicago that they'll change the lyrics for, for All the Way? Because he's saying, like, someday we'll go all oh, the way. Right, he's talking right. about the Cubs. Yeah, yeah, So Hell yeah. that'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, and Kate, I'm gonna, we're going to get to meet Kate in person. At the Chicago mm-hmm. shows, and I can't fucking wait. And uh, maybe Janan. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not going to get my hopes up on that. Yeah. That's, that's a long flight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that'd be amazing. Um, all right, so we're going to kind of start off talking about the European shows with uh, Kate's story and a few other emails that have come in, uh, and then we're going to kind of talk about what we've uh learned or seen on youtube and all that kind of stuff so we're going to kick it off with kate's email yeah do we can we say real quick just to kind of like i don't know how you say this like let's reset dude how you say reset you say reset the show imagine back to one yeah all right so single podcast theory episode 47 we're going to be talking about the amsterdam shows they did two at the ziggo dome in amsterdam um june 12th and june 13th of 2018 if mm-hmm. you don't know what year we're in if you're listening to this like fucking do 30 years in the future like this is being beamed out to oh, space God. and they're just catching it like on mars yeah their introduction to the human civilization is Brad yeah. B. farting. Did you hear? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. For those of you that know what I'm talking right. about, right. it's one of our little Easter eggs at the end of yeah. the episode. <laughs> um, did you hear about Trump is wanting to make a new um, branch of the military? This sounds like a joke, but this is fucking real. Oh, I was just about to say, man, if this is set up for a joke, don't it's, already no, it's laugh. Not. Dude, it's like in... I, I don't know. I what I is remember. it? Space Force. He, <laughs> he wants to, like, militarize space. Oh, well, I mean, that's going to happen anyway, but Space Force. <laughs> I yeah. think that's what it's called. I hope that's what it's called. Because it's if it's not Space Force, it's something equally ridiculous. Yeah, man, I'm about to take my physical aptitude test to, to join Space Force. <laughs> it sounds like... It, I don't know, it makes me think of Space Ghost. Anyway. I just thought of Space Balls. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> man, we ain't found shit. When they're combing the desert. Oh, God. So good. Um, okay. We derailed again. Uh, yeah, sorry. Are we... Okay, so, yeah, we're going to talk about these Amsterdam shows, and we're not going to really go through, like, track by track, but um, there was a lot of we're not? excitement. 
thought oh, we were. I've got, I've we got can. 17 pages of notes right here <laughs> for the all, yeah, all you get set to, list. Hey, if you want to, nope. just as long as you edit every single track. Oh, no. <clears throat> oh, no, no, no. I don't know. There's a lot of excitement this week mm-hmm. um, just with these shows. And so that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. So, and like we said, at the time of us taping this, the first London show just ended, what, two hours ago? Something like that? Yeah. We can. Yeah. We'll tag that kind of at the end. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get kicked off with Kate's email. Um, let's see here. She says, hey, boys. This email is going to have to do uh, nothing to do with the last few episodes of the show and everything to do with the life-changing trip that I returned from two days ago, a trip that never w- would have happened if it weren't f- for the two of you. So consider this my official thank you for existing and creating something that is capable of bringing people together. You're a damn sweetheart, Kate. Um, I had s- such a wonderful time meeting Janan and her family. Istanbul is a beautiful city that I would encourage, in- encourage anyone to visit. It took my breath away many times. I'm so grateful I had the opportunity to find myself there. Okay, now time for the, a detailed run-through of my Amsterdam experience of June 12th. No, no, no. hold on. What? Uh, she says Amsterdam. Oh, experience. God, I'm sorry. My brain kind of auto-corrected and, there. Yeah. Let me, oh, let me take a step back. Because that was uh, – look, I'm not giving you shit. I'm just oh, – no. we, we must point out the ultimate dad joke. Well, of. she's kind of a, a dad joke wordsmith because <laughs> she even like like I think there was a couple posts she did where it's th- instead of just Amsterdam, it was Amsterdam <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, oh, she God. was posting on like Instagram all week. Yeah, like the the pictures. Yeah, Amsterdam. <laughs> there was another one too. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, but. I can't remember either. Uh, all right, I'm gonna try. Oh, that I again. know what it was. It it was um, when she was in Holland. Yeah. It was like, Holland! Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you love that shit so much. I mean, I I do, too. It's funny, but you're Mm -hmm. like dad joke. Yeah. Master. Um, Oh, did you you got my my text about (laughs) Amanda and me saying what to her? Mm-mm. I'm sorry. You can cut that out. Go on. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Let me start this paragraph over. Okay. Now time for a detailed run through of my Amster Jam experience of June 12th, 2018. Janan and I got uh, on the line at 7 a.m. after a fairly hectic morning of travel, i.e. giant moths flying into my hair and purse, taking the wrong train and getting yelled at by the conductor. <laughs> We were convinced we would find ourselves at the end of a huge crowd, but to our surprise, we were among the first 30 in line. Uh, We were moved three or four times by crowd control, but maintained our spot the whole time. The weather was shit. Could have been worse, but definitely not ideal for for sitting outside all day. Cold, windy, and cloudy. There were some people online uh, behind us wearing fucking t-shirts and shorts. I still get a chill just imagining that. After eight and a half hours of waiting, we were we were herded like cattle into the first grouping of people that would be let in. One chunk of people were let in before us, but we were at the beginning of the second group. The adrenaline and anxiety in those moments leading up to getting into the venue was fucking unreal. Hearts pounding, sweat on the brow, clammy palms, numb legs. We were reminded countless times... Uh, in parentheses, 10 club email, crowd control, etc. Do not run. 
okay, nearly impossible in that moment the doors are open to the stage and you see that there's empty space on the rail. There wasn't any real space left uh, center stage, so we didn't run to the open space left uh, in front of Mike's side. We were so relieved to finally be in there, but we had another two and a half, two plus hours to wait. Thanks to our dear Brad B., we are able to connect with two girls hanging behind us, Alicia and Crystal. Blazy met them online at Rigney, Wrigley and told me to look out for them at the show. And lo and behold, they plant themselves right behind us. They were so kind and interesting to talk with. It really helped the time fly by. And they were so excited to watch Janan experience her first show. All right, showtime. I don't think they went on until close to 8.30. The anticipation of the crowd was so fucking palpable. They opened with Long Road after Ed attempted a quick speech in Dutch. Yeah, can I just say it was kind of weird. Uh, I was I was at work, but I was able to take lunch like in the ten minutes before the show started. Right. Um, and I was watching it uh, on Facebook Live. There's a woman named Stephanie that that um, does a lot of these Facebook Live at shows. Right. Which so it was pretty cool. So shout out to Stephanie. But. The they're playing the Metamorphosis song, which they play like over the speakers before they come out. Right. And they come on and the lights go up and they're just standing there and Eddie's giving that speech. Like before they started Start playing. playing at yeah. all. Which I thought was really weird. Yeah. That makes sense. I for you some know, reason I didn't think it was weird, but yeah, I totally see that. I guess okay. I guess when you're Eddie Vedder, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just I don't know, dude. It was I don't know. It was odd. Well, I mean, I'm kind of being serious though. Like, like to your point, I think that not a lot of people a have the gravitas, b have the kind of fans that you could literally uh, walk out on stage before a note has been played and right. butcher another language. You know, right. with the best of intentions. <laughs> Those are his yeah. words, not mine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and not kind of like take the wind out of the sails. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Look, I'm not mad. Oh no, no, it. I'm not. I just I'm. I just I'm agreeing. It was r- strange. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see here. Where were But, dude, fucking Long Road. That's what I, I was going to say. How happy dude, were you was, to see that? I was. I really was. I, I didn't cry, but I felt like, oh, my God. They're playing. They're opening with Long Road. Like, this is... And I knew it, like... I knew it as soon as the first note hit. Because it, it's kind of like... Um, it just it doesn't just start, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like they hit they hit that note mm-hmm. and let it kind of ring, ring for a minute. And if you're not exactly positive what song they're gonna play, but they started playing Long Road, and I just knew it. I'm like, oh my god! It's funny, man. Uh, I think about you every time I hear that song or hear that song. <laughs> oh <mentioned>. really? <laughs> oh yeah, every time. Uh, That's why oh. I was looking and yeah. I saw that that was the first song. Um, mm-hmm. Of that one night, that uh, I was like, "Oh, Brad B." <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, it was it was pretty awesome. Uh, let's see here. She's uh, after Ed, Ed attempted a quick speech in Dutch. It was adorable. Hashtag swoon. I know I was. I knew I was going to get emotional at some point during the show when they started playing this fucking song. My eyes welled up immediately, and my lip was quivering like I was a little baby. Not an exaggeration. (laughs) There was a very visible vibration occurring in my bottom lip. I was just so overwhelmed with the this is finally happening feeling. I knew in that moment I had to get my shit together or this was going to turn ugly. (laughs) So I shut that shit down immediately. I wanted to enjoy this evening, not cry through the whole show. About four or five songs in, things really started to pick up i.e. corduroy, evolution, given to fly, mind your manners, all in succession. And my body started to turn uh, turn on me. In those moments, I was feeling the sleep deprivation, the hunger, the thirst, the heat, and the noise. My whole body was vibrating, and I felt like I was on the path to passing out. I was so fucking pissed. I just kept thinking to myself, OMG, I'm going to have to leave this spot that I sacrificed a whole fucking day for and watch my favorite band in the entire world from the back of the room. I couldn't stomach the thought. (laughs) All caps. It is mother effing Pearl Jam, Kate. Get it together. I asked the security guard for some water, mentally took myself out of the room for a few moments, removed a layer of clothing, and threw what little hair I have into a baby ponytail. The adrenaline kicked in, and I sailed through the rest of the show like none of that ever happened. Thank fucking God. From Red Mosquito on, I was feeling good. Being on Mike's side of the stage was more amazing than I could have imagined. I think it might be the best spot in the house. The energy coming from that man was unreal. And as an uh, aspiring guitar player, I all of a sudden felt very talentless. Holy (laughs) shit, that man has skills. What? Just, it's... Yeah, like that kind of comparison. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. I get it. He can. He just makes you feel worthless. (laughs) Yeah, so good. Yeah, I love it and hate it when with musicians (laughs) like that, like being one myself. Like, yeah, I remember one of the last times for me was going to see Jason Isbell at the Alabama Theater, which is this beautiful historic theater downtown Birmingham, and he was um, doing two night a two night stand or whatever there, and I got to go see one of them. And I remember talking to Leslie, we were driving away, and uh, I was like, well, I'm probably done with music, I think. <laughs> I probably shouldn't try and like write yeah. songs anymore or play guitar anymore. Or... It was just so good, you know? Yeah. But then 10 minutes later, you're like, no, fuck that. I'm going to get better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, where was I? Oh, God, where? Oh, shit. She sent some really good pictures of Mike. 
Oh yeah, she did. Yeah, she sent a lot of good pictures. Yeah. We should yeah. if she gives permission, we should uh post those. Yeah. Um let's see here. Being on Mike's side of the stage was more amazing than I could have imagined. I think it might be the best spot in the house. The energy coming from that man was unreal. And as an aspiring guitar player, I all of a sudden felt very talentless. Holy shit, that man has skills. And to see his fingers working up close like that, damn, it was something special. My only regret is that I barely saw Stone the whole show. He delivered some pretty sweet solos, one on Evolution, and I can't remember the other. Watching his Stone Zone face on the big screen was something. I wish I recorded it. Moving forward, or moving towards the end of the first set, when they started playing Got Some, I kind of lost it. I had no idea how badly my subconscious wanted to hear that song played live. It surprised me. That song kills. Now, moving on to the second set. Virtually half of ten? I couldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw that too. I was so psyched when I heard the guitar riff from Footsteps start up. Holy shit. That would have freaked me the fuck out. Uh, That's one of my favorites. And then we immediately jump into Jeremy. Holy shit. Holy shit. Ed comes to our (laughs) side of the stage finally and jumps into the crowd right next to us. And again, uh, so everyone knows... Um, she was there with Janan. Um, the uh, she flew in from Turkey, um, and Kate obviously from New York. Just wanted to point that out real quick in case we didn't before. Mm-hmm. Um, he climbs down to start walking in our direction. And I'm like, holy crap, this is my moment. I'm gonna fucking touch Eddie Vedder right now. He walks by. I stick my hand out, and I fucking miss him. <laughs> Keep your cool, Kate. He's going to walk back, right? So I'm ready this time. He's got his hands out for some high fives, and I stick my hand out far in front of me, no hesitation, and keep my eye on the target. Here it comes. I fucking high five Eddie Vedder. I touched his hand. Turns out it feels, it just feels like any other hand. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting. Fireworks to explode out of the friction between our skin. But yeah, I fucking dude, just like. Did you, you remember um, uh, uh, Brady Bunch and Jan like meets one of the dudes I think from the Monkees, mm-hmm. and she like she sees fireworks like in her head. You remember that? <laughs> no. Uh, what? I love. Yeah. Oh, hold on a second. All right, it's time for <laughs> observations on Brad B with Brad O. You do this all the time, and I fucking love it. You start with like. You'll say, like, you did it earlier with Inglorious Bastards. You know that line? (laughs) As if there was only three lines of dialogue in the whole movie, and it would be obvious which one you're talking about. And then this one, you just go, hold on a second. You go, you know, the Brady Bunch? (laughs) How many seasons do they have? A lot. And what was that, the 70s? (laughs) Yes. Now I don't remember I mean, that episode. I mean, if, I get it, dude. It's just I love the way you walk up to it. <laughs> just as fucking, you know, the Earth. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on the Earth, dude. <laughs> anyway, I started continue. thinking like, do you want to hear something crazy? Do oh, we get God. time for I don't, this? I don't know. Okay, so like, if there was. Oh, man. How am I going to explain this? This is crazy. I don't even know if I should get into it. Yeah, you probably shouldn't if you don't know how to explain it. Well, I mean, like, okay, what if, like, the Earth has been around for millions of years? Billions of years, yeah. 
Billion, billions. Yeah. So what if, let's just say there was like humans, like yep, let's say 500, 500 million years ago, uh-huh. there was humans on this earth. Okay. But they got wiped out by like a meteor. And there's okay. no kind of um, proof of them being here. Right. Right? Okay. But what if they were as advanced as we were? They mm-hmm. had like electricity. They had everything we have. And they like had TV shows. Mm. And there's like TV shows and movies that we never are, we have, will never be aware of because it was completely wiped out. Mm. Isn't that fucked up? Have you been watching a lot of, like, Alex Jones or... um... No, fuck that guy. (laughs) You're going... I like... You're going... uh... But wouldn't that be... I mean, how can you prove that there wasn't? Because the meteor or whatever that, like, wiped everything out, it wiped out any kind of proof. Because, like, like... We, whenever we evolved, and then we figured out electricity, and then we figured out like pictures, and we figured out like moving pictures, mm-hmm. and then we started like TV shows. You know what I mean? Like, why couldn't they have done that way back then? But it all just got wiped out. Well, I can't believe we're having this conversation right now. Uh, where do I even start with that? Well, I mean, why would you assume that if there was a civilization hundreds of millions of years ago on this planet that it would look anything like ours. Because they're not aliens. We're like, we but they came might as well from be. them. No. Mm, we didn't because if there were, if there were, <laughs> this is crazy. Okay. If there were <laughs> humans, mm-hmm. you know, some, okay. So, <laughs> We're here because, in in part, because the dinosaurs died, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of what allowed us to eventually evolve. Uh, you know, there were not humans. It wasn't the fucking Flintstones. There weren't humans running around right. when there was dinosaurs, right? Right. Uh, so you're talking about some sort of like evolutionarily genetic lottery that was one that our exact species came around went extinct and then came back again yes yeah that's that's uh i'll just say i guess anything's possible but not that's not very plausible what if you know like because i'm a fucking scientist but anyway what what if somebody discovered like movies from then that'd be amazing but fucking hey that would be so cool <laughs> but that couldn't have i mean the chances of that happening are very small though i mean hundreds of yeah. millions of years ago the stuff that, that we call land now was probably underwater i mean it's just not yeah i mean, I mean the shit's probably deteriorated where but hey yeah. i mean they they got that you know uh mosquito in Jurassic Park, right. you know that wasn't a documentary, right? That was a uh, that was a movie, <laughs> like fiction. Kate is just like you, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, you're ruining in the my middle time. of her story. Yeah, are you done? 
Are you done? With, I'm, that yeah, was, I'm, I'm done. gonna come up with a stinger for conspiracy theory time with Brad B. I mean, it's not a conspiracy. I know, if I'm, I'm totally wrong, fucking if, with you. If, and if it can't, if did if you just say if I'm me, wrong? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Brad. I'm just saying. Well, the like, first mistake you made. I'm sorry. I have to cut you off. I'm doing it okay. on purpose right now. Is Please. that you can't prove you saying you can't prove it didn't happen. <laughs> is you've got it backwards. (laughs) That's not how you prove a positive claim. Right. (laughs) So. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I'm just saying, I just had that thought. I've been thinking about it the last few days, and I'm like, if, if, if that couldn't have happened, I would like someone to tell me. I mean, I tried to keep it short, but I think I just came up with a pretty damn good off-the-cuff explanation of why that didn't... didn't, What did you say? Oh, my God. We'll talk about this later. Okay. (laughs) I can't go through all that again. (laughs) You're killing me, Brad B. Yeah. In a good way. I love these kind of conversations, though. We should well, do like a side podcast called something else where you just, yes. where you oh, just bring in shit like that and let me respond to <laughs> sure. it. Sure, yeah, that'd be good. I'm kind of not kidding, but I, hey, I mean, this. I think I might move. I move stuff around my in my day to, to make that happen. Brad to do thing. that, SPT unfortunately is not going to last forever. No. So we have to be thinking about what we're going to do after. Yeah, but you know what we need to be thinking about right now. Kate's well articulated, well uh, put together email of uh, her saying her favorite band that we're shitting all over right now. Yeah, her trip of a lifetime. Yeah. It's being ruined. Yep. Uh, Let's see here. Okay, I see where we are. Uh, (laughs) Because I was laughing my ass off. Turns out it just feels like any other hand. I don't know what I was expecting. Fireworks to explode out of the friction between our skin, but I fucking touched it and I still can't believe it. One of my favorite moments of the night was during Alive. Eddie came back to our side to sing the end of the song. He stood right up on the giant speaker that was directly in front of us, and he was just standing there, looking out into the crowd, absorbing every single person's energy in the room. It was as if he had never seen a crowd that big before, which obviously is not the case. And I was just staring at his face. It's Eddie Vedder. Eddie fucking Vedder. Just a few feet away from me. He's here, and I'm here. This person who means so much to me is standing here in the flesh, and I'm looking right at him. And we were both so happy. Uh, I think I left my body for a second. I just couldn't believe this was happening. I never wanted to stop looking at him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna interject my own hashtag swoon in there for you, uh, Kate. I get it. Uh, let's see. And now for the yeah, climax. I've been of the, there. What's that? I've been there. Yeah, you have. I haven't. Uh, poor me. She says, and now for the climax of the story, because no, we haven't even gotten there yet. It's Tambo giveaway time, and Ed is doing his thing. He is mostly by his side. Uh, by his side of the stage, but then he comes closer to us and throws one to a guy a few feet away. It was actually the kid uh, in line behind us all day. So happy for him. He was thrilled. He goes to grab another. He jumps back on the speaker, looks right at Janan, points and says, red flag, red flag, because she brought a Turkish flag, and throws her a tambourine. Oh my God, I still can't believe that happened. The elation on her face was like nothing I've ever seen before. I gave her a big hug and squealed in her ear. What a special moment. I told her she needs to lock it up in a box somewhere so its authenticity can never be compromised. 
Okay. I genuinely, genuinely apologize for the length of that story. It kind of turned into a personal journal journal entry uh, that will allow me to remember my favorite details of that night forever. Please don't bother reading all this on the show, if anything at all. Too yeah, late. Yeah. We're at the end of the email. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just really wanted to share every inch of my experience with you guys bef- uh, because it was like nothing I'd ever done before. And it wouldn't have happened if it weren't for the two of you. I'm so, so, so grateful. You have no idea. Uh, I'm feeling greedy and want to go to both Wrigley shows now. LOL. One night is not enough. I hate that I missed night two in Amsterdam. Those two set lists combined would have satisfied all my Pearl Jam needs. Trying so hard not to be upset about it. Hope you're both well. Best always, Kate Cotton. Uh, I'm glad that she went into such detail, personally. But, yeah. Um, and I guess we can kind of go ahead and use this, like I said, as a jumping off point. And I'll start by what she ended with, which is in my own notes for looking at all the set lists, was that, where did I put it? Um, make sure I get this right. Uh, I think, yeah, so if I could have had, I think I'm getting this right, Amsterdam Night 2 main set with the Amsterdam Night 1 encore, I would have just, like, died. Yes. After, like, the last song ends and then Brad's dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because those yeah. sets are so good. The, I mean, Night 1 main set is good but it's it's a little i mean it's a little on the um greatest hit side you know then the night one set is that what you said night one yeah, night yeah. one main set right you know even flow wishlist given a fly corduroy but again i mean those are great songs there's a reason they call those greatest hits sure you know but then they throw in a severed hand and they tag daughter with another brick in the wall, which they don't do as much anymore. They played this cover song, Brandy Carlisle. Do you know who that is? Oh yeah, she's she's. I love her. Really? They did they did a because uh, Mike McCready is really good friends with Brandy Carlisle. Um, okay, that's why I I know that name. And there was a whole record that came out not too long ago of the story. Uh, oh, that's really old record, but I love that record. Um, yeah, but that's what happened was well, go ahead. Well, there's a whole record of bands covering Brandy Carlisle songs, and right. Pearl Jam covered one on that covers record. I believe, I yes. wish I could remember what the charity was now, but, you know, the record was to, like, raise money for something, but... Yeah. So, yeah. What were you going to say? Just the the song is again today, mm-hmm. and it's it's... Are you familiar with that song? A little bit. It's not... It's real slow. Yeah, yeah. But did you listen Man. to the Pearl Jam version? Yeah. Fucking okay. yeah. rocks. Yeah, it's like upbeat. And you know what? I mean, I hate to be a bad Pearl Jam fan, mm-hmm. but uh, the cover came out a year ago, and I just, I don't think I ever even heard it. I think oh. I heard some, like, chitter-chatter that sure. they were doing this cover song, and it just went way over my head. And then when they played it the other night, I, like, did some research, and I listened to her version, and theirs is like way different. Hers yeah, is totally. really slow and just like, you know, it's not bad. It's just like way it. slow. Then well, listen to them, which you might, I don't know, you might want to throw it in here. Yeah, I'll throw it in. I'll throw a little bit of it in there. Maybe even like a back to back, a little something. 
Oh, hey. Broken sticks and broken stones are turned to dust just like our bones. It's words that hurt the most. Now, isn't it? Are you sad inside? Are you home alone? If I could just pick up the phone, maybe you can see a better day. And you won't waste away under my watchful eye. Because I'm your hero and you're my weakness. And you won't waste away. But anyway, what I'm trying to get at is the the you're you're right. Night two main set with night one's encore is just fucking insane. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, even in I think I'm looking at the right one. Night one. Let's see here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so they open with Long Road. Holy fuck. Yeah, uh, I did notice that elderly woman is usually sitting around song number three or four on a couple of these set lists, if I'm remembering mm-hmm. correctly. Yeah. Um, you know, nothing out of the ordinary. I mean, they play Evolution a lot. Obviously, they play Corduroy yeah. a lot. Given a Fly is a staple. And since Lightning Bolt, I feel like I've no- they play Mind Your Manners a lot. Like, they do. I'm kind of surprised, actually. Um, yeah. I mean, Mind I love that manners- song, but... And the song Lightning Bolt, they play, mm-hmm. they played a lot. God, I wish they'd play Getaway, though. Um, yeah, I know, I know. But they do have Red Mosquito and a wish list yeah. on this night. Holy shit, and mm-hmm. Severed Hand, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, not For You, which would have made me super happy. Uh, like like uh, Kate said, Got Some, that's pretty badass. But, yeah. you know, going back to specifically the experience that Kate and Janan had at this show. And, I mean, number one, they're both there getting to meet in person for the first time. Right. Hell yeah. They're both in Amsterdam. Hell yeah. And then the tambourine. Wait, where were they? <laughs> huh? Where were they? Amsterdam. <laughs> uh, and but then we know it was one of the most endearing moments um, as far as our f- friendships that have formed with all these listeners that take the time to write in. Uh, Janan had written a uh, basically like a blog post about the song Yellow Moon, and yeah, she and then on really... her show. Song number one of the encore was fucking Yellow Moon, which, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they play that song very often at all. They don't. They don't. So for them to play it at her show... Made is, me so happy. Yeah, dude. It's, that's really special. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I'll tell you what I love is that... Um, Kate sent me a video. Mm-hmm. And you can see, you can barely, but you can see her and Janan in the video on the rail. And you see Janan, like, waving the flag. The flag? flag? Yeah. Oh, i got to check that out. That's cool. Because in my mind, she just hung it over the rail because that's what everyone does. At yeah. Sh- like, when you're on the rail, they bring a flag and just put it. She's, like, like Whipping waving it, it around. <laughs> yeah, like, waving it at Eddie. <sighs> and I'm like, oh, you go, Janan. And you see how it paid off. Yeah, you know? totally. Well, and it's not just like, yeah, I mean, I just love the fact that he was like red, fl- like specifically like, 
make sure, you know, I'm making sure that this tambourine gets to the girl with the red flag. Right. And he's he has done that um, the last few years. Um, you know, him throwing these tambourines out has kind of evolved. Right. Where it used to be, he'd just throw them. But now people, he throws them specifically to people. You know what I mean? Sure. And that's that's pretty pretty fucking cool Hell to yeah. point somebody out. You know, he didn't just throw it. He was like, "No, I want her to have it." You know? Yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty special. Hell yeah, it is. I'm just so glad that it happened to her. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, and that picture. That picture. Yeah, of I her love it. Just, just <laughs> so says it says it all. That look on her face is just perfect. Hell yeah. Um, well, and she, not only did she get Yellow Moon, but then, the, you know, as Kate mentioned, Footsteps was part of the encore. And then for me, like, ending with fucking up and indifference. Yeah. I mean, we both on our dream set list put indifference mm-hmm. as closers. Um, yeah. So that's pretty bad. And I think I, I think I put fucking up on there, too. I think you did. I think you did. And, I mean, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm going to count Footsteps. As a 10 song, or you could say 10 era, but I mean, they played six 10 era songs. Yeah, I know. In the encore. That's Footsteps crazy. To Jeremy, to Wygo, to Porch, to Black and Alive. Like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think That's... they did something. Let me look here. Hold on. Didn't they do uh, a lot of 10 stuff on the 13th as well for the encore? Or am I making that up? Let me see. Um, here. Like three or four. Oh, no, they didn't. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, not at all. Like, I couldn't have been more wrong. <laughs> I, you sure? There's only once Black and Alive. Okay, yeah. Just three yeah. songs. Uh, let's go ahead and kind of talk about the next night set list, too, real quick. If sure. that's cool with you. Um, yeah. Because I thought it was uh, release into present tense. Holy fuck. Dude. Yeah. That's insane. It's like. Insane. Uh, how present do you have a tense. show after that? But yeah, present tense. <laughs> but you know what? Present tense is fucking perfect in that slot. Yeah. It because is. they like to come out slow with a long road or a release or an oceans. Then they'll do like low light and then they'll do like corduroy. Mm-hmm. So present tense is totally slow and then the back half fucking kicks ass. And then they go into Animal. I, so right. th- this is the night that I was like, the main set is mm-hmm. so amazing this, for me. Because yeah. it's Animal yeah. into Last Exit. I mean, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. But then even as the show goes on, they've got MFC in there, which I like, uh, a deep cut that I fucking love. Light Years. I mean, was that like close to well, the top dude. in my favorite songs list, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Glorified it's- G. God, I mean, tons of stuff. Can't deny me. Can't deny me. Did they now? Uh, fuck, I don't know which show it is. But he's he's talking about. He says this song is not about Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, but he's like, well, he's so obviously sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. Here we'll, we'll we'll drop that in right here. Yeah. Uh, we got one for you, and it's. Uh, has nothing to do with, with uh, let's say, someone like Donald Trump. Absolutely has nothing to do with that. I wouldn't want to waste my breath. But it is interesting, you know. 
Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, well, and then you know me. I mean, I I don't know if this would make you think of me at all, but the back into that main set, Unthought Known, one of my favorite Pearl Jam songs, Inside Job, one of my favorite kind of like deep cut live songs. Like I mentioned mm-hmm. before, I like the live versions of Inside Job better than the record version. And then State of Love and Trust and Do the Evolution. My head yeah. would have exploded if I'd been there. Right? Yeah, they, they brought... They brought the fire. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, they were they were rocking out. Um, <laughs> what's so funny? <laughs> Just Clint and Ethan were talking about don't ever say rocking out. If, you, if you're like they were rocking out, dude. I think it was Ethan. Yeah, said that, I, so. I support that comment. It's a very <laughs> dad comment to make. Yeah, they were rocking out really hard. I'm just saying the songs that they played. Were no, I get it. Heavier songs for them. Um. Okay. So those are the two Amsterdam shows. Should we move on? Wait, to, can I? Yeah. Let me say real quick because I I could be wrong. Some of the more stat statistician nerds could let me know, but they played Untitled before MFC, and I don't think they play that very often. Anymore. No, I don't think they do either. I think you're right. That was that was pretty fucking awesome. Hell yeah. Um. Let me see here. Let me pull up this. Uh... Well, why don't you read? We got a, just a couple emails that have to do with the the, the shows. Do you want to go? Um, yeah. Who who do we got next? You want to go to one of yours? Um, yeah, we have. Is it Pete? Let me look real quick. Yeah, Pete. Pete says, "Hey, Brylingtons, um, I've just returned home to the UK, having seen my first Pearl Jam shows at Amsterdam, night one and two. I was absolutely blown away. I'll keep this brief, but I wanted to share a quick summary of my experience. I had standing tickets for night one uh, and managed to get reasonably close, around 30 people back, and stood on Mike's side. So he was pretty much right behind Kate and Janan. Yep. Um, they opened with Long Road, which made me immediately think of Blazy. See? Thanks, man. I know. Um, you know, somebody else, I think, was on Facebook or on Instagram said like holy shit guys they opened with long road they are listening <laughs> to, to us <laughs> that's funny you know <laughs> yeah. um, uh, not true at all uh, i'm sure but yeah. <laughs> no i don't it's think a nice so thought. 
Yeah. Uh, the whole night felt like a dream come true. I nearly cried several times, and the set was amazing. Their penultimate song was Fucking Up, which went down very well with me as a massive Neil Young fan. Great first night, and I just couldn't wait to see them again. For night two, I was seated directly to the left of the stage, meaning I was effectively looking over the sound and light technicians. This offered a really unique perspective of the show, and you could see the interaction that the band had with one another. Um, that's kind of like when I saw them in Memphis. I was on Mike's side of the stage, not in front on the side, but like looking down at the side of the stage, mm-hmm. and I could see a lot of like interaction with him and his tech. Yeah. You know, his tech would like go back down the steps to the like lower level and grab yeah. guitars and stuff. It was pretty cool to see to see that kind of view, you know, behind the the curtain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of. Um, this was this was my favorite set of the two, playing some rarer songs. Man of the Hour being one of my dearest songs that I had hadn't even considered they might play, as well as arguably my favorite three songs: Light Years, Do the Evolution, and Rearview Mirror. They ended with Rockin' in the Free World before Yellow Leadbetter, a killer ending overall. This was the best gig I've ever been to. I went with my girlfriend, who, as she describes it, likes Pearl Jam due to Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> Due to me playing them so much. She was a little skeptical about seeing them two nights in a row, but playing 47 unique songs over two nights quickly changed her mind. She loved it too and wants to marry Eddie, and I wouldn't stop her. <laughs> Keep up the good work, guys. Pete, Bristol, UK. Um, and he pointed out that if you look closely, Jeff and Mike swapped instruments um, during... A song and it's not smile they always do that when they do smile oh i just figured it was but smile no oh gosh i saw a video of it too and now i can't remember i don't know what it was to be honest with you but it was pretty interesting to see jeff like wailing away on a guitar hell yeah you know? man so <laughs> i love jeff um, yeah yeah Yeah, so that was Pete. Pete went to the Amsterdam shows. Sup, Pete? (laughs) Um, Well, we also have some, because we're going to talk about uh, Pink Pop for just a minute, too. Um, Yeah. But before we get into that, where's my, here we go. Um, We got an email also from, uh, what's his real name? (laughs) Sorry, hold on. It was just at the end. Damien? Damien, there we go. Um, and he's, this is a kick-ass email, but I'm just going to stick for this episode. Anyway, I'm just going to stick to the, uh, Holland, Amsterdam, pink pop, uh, kind of subject matter. Uh, he says the Amsterdam one show was epic. It was easily the best show of Pearl Jam I have attended. Not that I have seen zillions like Brad B. <laughs> After two hours of mainly deep cuts, they blasted out five tracks from ten. The place just exploded. Truly great show. Um, let's see here. This is P.S. Below is a translated news clipping on why Eddie Vedder wears Tivoli shirts on the Pink Pop shows in 92 and 2000. And he did it again this year as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. I think this is, must be the name of the article. Um, a package with two bottles of red wine, a pen, and a Tivoli shirt. 
Uh, that's what it is. Uh, that's how Eric Manns of Tivoli suddenly appeared on the big screens of the Ziggo Dome. At the Pearl Jam show, of course, the band has had a special relationship with the Netherlands, Pink Pop, and especially Tivoli, for more than 25 years. Eric was stunned. I did not even realize I was in the picture. He explains how Eddie Vedder always appears in Tivoli shirts at Pink Pop and whether he will wear one again on Friday, which he did. Uh, at the encore, Eddie Vedder arrives at this. And by the way, this is this is a uh, excerpt from this article, not uh, uh, Damien. Um, at the encore, Eddie Vedder arrives at the stage of the Ziggo Dome with a notepad in his hands. Is he reading a poem, a political message? Is it a br- brand new song of which he does not no- yet know the words yet? I would like to take this opportunity to thank someone. From the mo- notebook, he draws a picture on A5 format of Eric Mann's Hero of Urex pop stage Tivoli. The photo is clearly from the 90s when Eric and Eddie met at the Pearl Jam show. After that concert on Pink Pop 92 and on return in 2000, Eddie Vedder wore a t-shirt with the Tivoli logo on it. But how does he get back to that picture? And how did this love come about between Pearl Jam and the Netherlands? This is my friend Eric Van Tivoli. Thanks, man. This is him. Do you see him? Eddie holds the photo right in front of the camera, and the head of Eric Manns, obviously also in a Tivoli shirt, appears on the screens of the Ziggo Dome. We will dedicate this next song to him. <clears throat> when the band then enters Yellow, mean, Yellow Moon, Eric Manns is still full of surprise in the audience. I did not realize that he showed that picture. I stood on the side. I did not hear that he started talking about Tivoli and mentioned my name. Then all of a sudden, I get all kinds of text messages that I was on those uh, screens talk, talking about the uh, giant but jumbotrons. What would you do, Brad, be if you were to show and they put you up? <laughs> Eddie was up there talking oh, about man. you and then put you up on the uh, on the jumbotrons. I I, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I mean, I know they're no Pearl Jam. But I don't know. Did we talk about this? I saw a day to remember a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Now, when I saw them at Bridgestone like four years ago i was on the rail and their guitar player came down and stood right in front of me and long story short i was able to get a picture that one of the photographers took yeah with with this guitar player and me behind him with like the entire crowd of bridgestone and i got that picture and it's been hanging up in my house since that since then so Cut to a couple of months ago, we went and saw them in St. Louis. And during one t- one part of the show, they're playing kind of a slower song because this is like a anniversary tour. And they're showing like pictures of them when they were younger. Right. And then at one point, that picture comes up on the screen. Oh, nice. And Amanda like looked at me. She's like, that's your picture. <laughs> oh, crazy. And I like flipped out because... That, that picture has never been released, like, to the public. I had to go through some loops, some hoops to contact the photographer, and he sent me, like, personally sent me those pictures. Wow. So when I saw it, I fucking freaked out. So if that happened at a Pearl Jam show, I would just lose my mind. <laughs> You'd cry for just, sure. You would, I would so oh, cry. Dude, yeah. I'll be, yeah, I was crying. I would be crying. I was crying. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just love, I mean, just using this as like a snapshot of like, like it was said in this article that I just read part of just yeah. Pearl Jam's connection to that city, that 
the country and specifically that um, that festival, you know, because up until a couple of days ago, you know, they'd only played there twice, but both yeah. were pretty iconic performances as far as Pearl Jam goes, especially as far as the the big festivals go. So, well, the cool thing is that he did wear it again. Mm-hmm. Um, that shirt. Yep. And there's a really cool picture. I think I sent it to you. I don't know if you saw it, but it's it's a picture of him from '92 wearing the shirt. Yeah. And a picture side from, by side. Yeah, and it's just like, oh man, that's really. Cool. I love shit like that. It's badass. I love the then and now pictures. <clears throat> so. I hear you. Can I mention one more thing? Yeah. From uh, Damien's email. Absolutely. Because this like really made me feel good. Um, he said, great podcast. You have something special going on that reminds me of Tenacious D. I love the, I love the in-between stuff on the Tenacious D album. You can figure out who is who. Um, dude, I fucking love Jack Black and Tenacious D. And that first album is just incredibly funny. Yeah, it is. So to be compared to those dudes is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I would agree. Are you a fan? I absolutely am. Yeah, I was just—I oh, okay. just was sighing because I just realized how long ago that first album came out. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. <laughs> I know. God, fifteen. Got to be fifteen years. Uh, yeah, it's got to be. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Well, and then, but, uh, well, why don't we talk real quick about the? Uh, let's look at the set list here. Pink from Pop. Pink Pop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where am I? Where am I? Where am I? I hate using a phone. This is the first time. I would normally have my pieces of paper in front of me. Uh, let's see here. Oh, I've got my laptop and I've got the wrong. I just hit the wrong windows. Here we go. <clears throat> well, they, you know, the Pink Pop again was a little similar to Amsterdam Night One, mm-hmm. but because it's a festival, it's a festival. Yeah, they have to do more of the, you know, tried and true hits. Yeah, most of them. Yeah, you know, but they did get nothing, man. That's pretty cool. And yeah. Lucan. Still got Red Mosquito. Um, mm-hmm. Opened with Interstellar Overdrive. Yeah, which is always awesome. I, I love that combo. Interstellar Overdrive into Corduroy. Yeah, man. And they played Sonic Reducer for the Encore, yes. which would have made me yeah. super fucking happy. Well, that was what I was going to say. The Encore was pretty badass. Jeremy into mm-hmm. Black into Rearview Mirror. And um, Rearview Mirror, we could talk about. Um, <laughs> dedicated. That's where, yeah, they Eddie came out before the song started and talked about the famous Pink Pop '92 stage dive off the cameraman's camera. I don't know what you call that. Boom, boom stand. I don't the know. boom arm. Yeah. You know, this kind of thing, and, and just overnight, uh, and and so that was a. Uh, it was a big space. We weren't used to the big space. I used to, you know, we used to be able to, people used to jump on the stage because they were, their head, it, it was close. It was intimate. It was a free-for-all. There was no distinction between the crowd and the band. And there was always this, this connection. So when we came in the first time, it was probably the first festival we ever played. And, and there was this big space between. And uh, so I, I got a, I, I got the attention of the cameraman, and he was on one of the boom things, you see? This thing's gone. So do you know what happens next? Yeah. Well, here's the deal. 
and, and somebody sent me a, a postcard from here with, with the picture of, of me jumping off that little thing. And the cameraman, his face, he's looking at me like he's gonna fucking kill me. And I realized that he probably had every right to do so. And I had never seen him since. And, and always wondered, and I, and I, I see this thing in the hallway in, in, in the house, so I, I kind of remind it every day, and I, and, I, and I wonder, like, whatever happened to that guy, and, and is he still pissed off at me? <laughs> and so when we were in Amsterdam the other night, I, I, I met a local, and I said, is there any way we can, we can find him? Oh. And we did. And oh. He's here. He retired in January. Uh, so congratulations on that. Job well done. But here's the thing. He told me a completely different story than what I've had in, in, in my head all these years. And, and I'll tell it quick because, you know, when I thought he was so angry at me. And what he was doing was the, the if I were to jump on that thing... He had to get other guys to hold the back, the ballast. Otherwise, I would have jumped on and we just would have gone down. So he's yelling and things, and he's not yelling at me. He's yelling to get other guys to hold us up. So then we go off to the front, and we're almost over the crowd, but not quite. And I go, come on, come on. And then when I try to make it, which I, I felt like I was going to be about that short, and forever be this short. Uh, he was yelling, when he's yelling, he's not yelling at me. He's yelling in the mic for the guys to jump off the back because once I jump, he would have gone shooting into the fucking atmosphere. So the whole time, this guy, we were working in tandem, but we had no clue whatsoever. He hasn't been angry at me this whole time. And I just feel so fucking forgiven. Just something that huge Pearl Jam fans have been watching forever. You know what I mean? That's sure. that that bootleg. That I don't know how you call it. Bootleg footage of the '92 Pink Pop show. Right. Like pretty much. If you're if you, you know, even if you're not a huge Pearl Jam fan, you've probably seen that footage. You know. Oh, yeah. Of him jumping off the cameraman's boom. That's not just an iconic moment for Pearl Jam as a band. That's like an iconic rock and roll mo moment, I feel yeah. like. You know? Yeah, definitely. So to hear him tell that story, and I, I mean, I've I've thought, is he is he pissed off? Is he yelling at Eddie? Is he, you know what I mean? Because you watch it and you can't tell what he's um, saying, you know, and why yeah. he's kind of like pointing, you know? So that's that's pretty cool that all these all these years he wasn't upset at eddie he was actually trying to help him. ends up that uh old cameraman rob is punk rock as fuck he's yeah. like and doing the math <laughs> you know what i mean like he's like yeah. how do i help this guy do crazy <laughs> right. shit and do it yeah. without someone getting and... launched 35 feet into the air <laughs> yeah yeah what a badass um i think you just got one more 
Wasn't there one more email that you were going to read, or am I reading my list long? Um, no. Let's see. Is that it? Mark? Yeah, Mark. Mark K. Yeah, dude. Going back to Mark K, because that was our intro tonight, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, this is Mark Kilminster. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Hey, Brylingtons. Um, how the devil are you? Don't remember. Don't know if you remember, but I wrote to you guys about six months ago saying how I'd given up on Pearl Jam years ago, but listening to your podcast had brought me back on board in a huge way. Well, just to say now, just to say I've now soaked in all the albums I've been missing all these years, no code onward, and loving every minute. So thanks again for doing what you do. More than that, next week I'm hitting both Pearl Jam shows in London, which will be my first time seeing them, and I'm beyond insane about it. Just think. If I hadn't found your podcast, I wouldn't be going and I wouldn't care. The timing of the tour announcement and your podcast existing couldn't have been better. Um, And he says, I'm still recovering from Brad B. Trying to remember the name of the Nielsen song, Everybody's Talking. Uh, Everybody's Talking at Me, isn't it? Or is it just Everyone's Talking? Everybody's Talking. Let's just stick to what's on on the... (laughs) I was just saying, it'd be so funny if we act... You stop there and then went on some fucking tangent. (laughs) Go on. Uh, All right. And the fact that I knew exactly what he was talking about as soon as he mentioned the Seinfeld episode, but had to wait 10 minutes for you guys to get there via John Voigt um, from Midnight Cowboy. (laughs) That's the... Couldn't remember the dude's name and I couldn't remember the movie. And God knows what else. Comedy gold. (laughs) Hell yeah. Muchos abrazos. Now, okay, so Mark uh, went to London tonight. Tonight, yeah. Now, he wrote a list of songs he was hoping to hear. And he tonight they played four of them. They played Off He Goes, Low Light, Footsteps, and Love Boat Captain. Hell yeah. So at the time of recording this, London is going to be, you know, uh, well, when the time you're hearing this, if it's, if it's Tuesday, the London show will be later on tonight so hopefully he gets some more of these songs that he's hoping for but i thought that's pretty cool um hell yeah he got almost half of the songs he really wants to hear that's about you know at his first first night show yeah yeah so well i love to i just want to say uh you had responded to him and then i had sent him a quick email and then (laughs) you know we're asking you had mentioned like we want a review of the show or whatever um, and I wasn't thinking about the fact that the show was probably like about to go on when this, these emails were happening. And he yeah. just he wrote back and said, review so far. And it's just one word with an exclamation mark. Fuck. And two words. You are. So I guess they got you are in that set list they played, as well. Yeah, dude. They played you are tonight. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you what. Fucking you are. Like I looked it up. They... They don't play that song, <laughs> like hardly ever. Like I want to say they played it like six times in the last ten years. Yeah, something crazy. Like they played it like one time every year in the last six or seven years, something like that. Well, yeah, and I mean, I'm looking at the set list right now. They opened with "Of the Girl," one of my all-time favorites. Uh, Brand of J is in there. Deep is in there. Love Boat Camp Captain is in there. Can't deny me. Uh, which every time I see like a live YouTube clip of that song, I mean, I, I, we were talking about this earlier. We both liked the song the first time we heard it, but now after mm-hmm. hearing a few different versions live, I love it even more and can't wait. There's to something hear about Eddie just 
there's something about Eddie just rocking that cowbell. Yeah. That really makes me love it even more. Well, it's such like a kind of a upbeat sounding. Like if you didn't listen to the lyrics yeah. or whatever, but his lyric, he he just has that knack of like, it's like this kind of like crazy maniacal lyric, mm-hmm. or uh, vocal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just the way he sings it. There's yeah, but his, it's still hooky goes, at the same time. He goes high voice. Yeah, high screamy voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Well, dude, I don't even. I, how long has this episode been? It's, it's long. It's yeah, a couple hours. Yeah, man. Well, uh, that's oh, all I got. We, yeah, we were late. Well, let's talk. Can we talk real quick about the fact that these shows have been a little shorter? Yeah, than we're I saw used that. to. Yeah, not um, no two encores. Yeah, they're they're only playing seventeen songs in the main set, which usually they're like eighteen or nineteen, and then they're only playing one encore, which is nine or ten songs. Which they usually only they usually do two, four or five songs. Yes, but I mean, I wonder if they're just warming up, um, or what. But or, I'm not complaining. Yeah, I mean, either way, I mean, that's a lot. Twenty-seven of songs. songs, twenty-seven, twenty-eight songs is still a lot of music. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it is curious that we're used to a little bit longer sets by these guys. So I'm just wondering if you know. Like I said, if we're gonna get longer sets in the U.S. for the home and away shows, or or what? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, well, cool, man. We we did it. We did it. All right. Um, um just real quick, I want to remind everyone: if you would like to get a touch in touch with us, get a touch with us, <laughs> uh, get in touch with us, you could email us singlepodcasttheory at gmail We're on all the social medias. We're on YouTube. If you'd like to uh, listen there as well, if that's easier for you. Um, and then if you'd like to support the show, we're not going to go into it a lot tonight, but we do have a Patreon page. That's patreon.com P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash single podcast theory. And if you'd like to uh, help us keep this show going, because um, yeah, it does the things we want to do for the show do uh, take money, unfortunately. That's that's the world. Don't you wish there was no money, Brad? Mm -hmm. No one had to worry. No, you don't. I, no, I do. Oh, okay. I do. You know who I bet didn't have money? Hmm. Was those people 500 million years ago. Oh, God. I bet you they didn't have money, and that was the end of their civilization. Okay. You're probably right, Brad. <laughs> hey, Patreon? Patreon. Let's we got, get we into got some it, new dude. ones too. We got some new ones. We got some old ones that I fucked up and never mentioned, and mm. I feel awful. Mm. Mm. So we're going to talk about these people right now. Um, so Bradley Weaver. Yep. Great name. Damn right. Um, I just, I don't know. He, he, he slipped through the cracks, and I feel terrible. Well, we're not perfect, Brad B., you know? I, well, yeah, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Who else we got? Um, McDad. McDad. McDad is a new patron. Thank you, McDad. Um, Andy Deal. Yeah, man. Or Dial. I don't know how you say it. Dial. Deal. He's Dial. been with us for a while. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and some of the newer ones, Regina Rivera. Yeah. That she just just came in today. Like she just got in under the, under the wire. Yeah. Um, and our buddy Mike Mark Kilmister. Kilmister. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, man. Motor Thank you guys breath. so much. Oh no, motorhead. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's late. And Omar Salah. Hell yeah. So thank you, dudes and yeah. dudettes. Thank you guys so Andy, much. Bradley, McDad, or is it maybe it's MC Dad? Like he's a dad joke rapper or something? I'm going to go with McDad just because I like okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Yo, yo, MC Dad in the house. Oh, God. Regina, Mark, and Omar, thank you guys so much for helping us and... We love you guys. Yeah. We and love all our listeners. I was going to say, everyone that listens. Thanks again to all those patrons through patrons. Did I just do it again? Yes, you oh, did. Oh, God, I'm the worst. <laughs> Thanks it. again to our patrons through Patreon. Uh, and that's it for tonight. We'll be back, like I said, next week. Um, hopefully on time. Until next week, I'm Brad Lyons. And I am Brad Blazek. I'm saying... I wish the world could glow again with love. One can't seem to have enough. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. See you guys next week. Be good. I died. I died and you just I died and you watched. I died and you walked by and said, no, I'm dead. I was like, fuck yeah.